mind if I pause it for a second? Sure, go ahead. Be right back. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. It's a small, small world. Everybody is a small world. Okay, I got the jumbo so we can share. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. Were you just picking your nose? No, I had an itch on the inside. Hey, Disney fans, welcome back to another magical installment here of Disney On Demand. I am your host, Jonathan Johnson, and this week we're going to continue with that great circle of life as we welcome the one and only Robert Guillaume to the show. Robert, who's known for his famous role as Benson, been in hundreds of films throughout history, including Big Fish, and also more true to his heart as the heart and soul of Rafiki from The Lion King. Robert's going to stop in, talk about his career, and just how he came up with the idea of Rafiki with the Disney animators. We have all kinds of Disney entertainment news, some DVD and Blu-ray information, and the winner for the family fun pack of movies from Disney On Demand. So as we kick off the journey this week, Disney On Demand is brought to you by DisneyBlue.net, where you can get all your high-def Disney news and information, and you can listen to our world-famous Listen to a Disney Movie Player and more exclusively at DisneyBlue.net. Disney On Demand is also brought to you with the help of SR Sounds, where it's all Disney music all day long, exclusively at SRSounds.com. And SR Sounds is sponsored by Magical Journeys Travel. At Magical Journeys, you can plan your own trip to the Great Circle of Life at the Animal Kingdom or any of the Disney resorts at YourMagicalJourneys.com. So without wasting another minute, I have no worries, and I hope you don't either. So let's kick off this week's Disney On Demand for the week of May 18th, 2010.
Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com. historic event no ordinary host would do. No, the Disney folks wanted someone who's been here from the beginning. They wanted a household name. I'm a household name. A name that means family entertainment. Donald, Donald, calm down. You're just too animated. I'm referring, of course, to me, Steve Martin. I was Oh, really? Well, I don't remember him calling that show the Donald Duck Club. Now, just waddle along. Disney On Demand. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Donald Duck's 50th birthday parade.
Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music, all day long. SRSounds.com. All right, Disney fans, Hakuna Matata, and I'm back, and let's roll right into some Disney entertainment news for this week, and let's take an adventure 20,000 leagues under the sea. Now, Captain Nemo and the Nautilus are servicing at two different studios. Now, the official release states that months after Deep Sixing, the McGee-helmed version of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Disney is in negotiations with David Fincher to direct a new take on the classic Jewel Verne story. And at the same time, Fox is prepping its own version of 20,000 Leagues as well. Now, producers Ridley and Tony Scott are developing leagues for the studio with a script by Clash of the Titans co-writer Travis Beachman. And they've begun talking with the director from Wanted about shooting the big-budget adaption. Now, which 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is going to set sail first? Well, the Disney version doesn't even have a script yet. Now, you could change that quickly if the studio seals a deal with the born ultimatum scribe, Scott Z. Burns. Now, the project came together after Fincher approached the studio's new production head, Sean Bailey. Now, Fincher wanted to make a big mainstream movie, somewhat of a departure from the dark, R-rated films of Fight Club, Zodiac, and the curious case of Benjamin Button that he's done in the past. Now, the project is being developed under the radar of Bailey with the new studio chief of Rich Ross. Now, Fox's 20,000 Leagues began life quietly after 2007 Hollywood writer's strike. Now, Beachman is said to have approached both Ridley and Tony Scott to take on this literary classic, and he said that it's basically going to be a futuristic version of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, yet keeping very close to the novel and the book, but he hasn't confirmed this yet. Now, the story of 20,000 Leagues was first published in 1869. It's a classic science fiction novel that is in the public domain, so it is free reign to anybody. Now, Disney is the most memorable adaption of this story to date, and everybody remembers the Nautilus, Captain Nemo, and in 1954, Kurt Douglas was starring it singing A Whale of a Tale. It was an awesome film. I personally love it. And last year, Disney was fast-tracking a $150 million 20,000 Leagues reboot, but the project was the first of several to be sunk by Ross when he took over the studio from Dick Cook. Now we're just going to have to wait and see which one is going to hit the theaters first. I'm still a fan of the classic Disney film, and who could forget the 20,000 Leagues attraction at the Magic Kingdom. And even though I'm excited for the Little Mermaid attraction being built as a new Fantasyland expansion, I guess some part of me deep down still always hoped for a relaunch of the subs, even if it was something like Atlantis or anything like that. But anyways, coming to the big screen, we're going to have to see which adaption's going to get there first. I personally hope they go with a period piece because I think something set in the future is so cliche, so annoying, and so tiring. I hope they go back to keeping it a period piece and and just making an awesome film. You know, Pirates of the Caribbean style. Now moving into the small screen and the Disney pop phenom known as Hannah Montana. Now, as they've reported, Miley Cyrus is ending the Disney show run. Now, this is no surprise to anybody that does watch it or has a teeny bopper in their house that knows as well. Now, Hannah Montana is the Disney TV show that made Miley Cyrus what she is today. Now, the show just finished filming its final episode and all the characters, the cast, and the crew are moving on to different things. Now, Cyrus is giving up her music and her Miley Cyrus career. Yes, you heard me right. Her music and her Miley Cyrus career to focus on acting. I personally don't think that that's the best move. She's not the greatest actress, but who am I to say? You know, my nieces definitely love her. Mitchell Musso is going on to other Disney series called The Pairs of Kings, and Emily Osment is rumored to be heading off towards college. Probably the best choice if you're a child actor. 
Now Cyrus felt she outgrew the role of Miley very fast, and maybe it's time for her to move on to more adult things. The show is aimed at younger girls, like I said, you know, in their tweens or teens, and recently Hannah Montana has been all over the news with her new music video that uh, is a little risque. Now, I personally have never been a Hannah Montana fan. Now, although I think age has something to do with that, uh, be a little odd if I did, you can't help the pop culture phenom that Disney has created. Like I said, my nieces, they love Hannah Montana, and, you know, they did their job. Disney did what they were supposed to do, and Hannah Montana was the most popular Disney sitcom to come from the Disney Channel in many years, and they did their job of putting that mark, that staple, and Hannah Montana is right up there when Annette launched and all those kind of series. It is right up there with Davy Crockett and having that staple as pop culture phenoms. So this season, you're going to have to say your goodbyes to Hannah Montana. We can only wait, watch, and see where her acting career is going to lead her. Now, finally moving on from Hannah Montana. Now, this is all over the news last week. It's not breaking Disney news. But since it had to do with movies, Disney's Art of Animation Resort has officially been announced. Now, Thomas Smith, social media director of the Disney Parks, has announced through the Disney Parks page that the new hotel resort, Disney's Art of Animation Resort, is expected to open at Walt Disney World by the end of 2012. Well, that's of course if the Mayans aren't correct. But the one-of-a-kind resort is going to feature family suites designed around four themes. The Lion King, Cars, Finding Nemo, and The Little Mermaid, including a model of King Triton that will eventually stand over 35 feet tall. Now, the resort is going to be built and placed in the defunct area where the extension of the Pop Century was left over 10 years ago. So, Disney fans, that's some of your Disney entertainment news this week. It's all over the board, all kinds of things going on this week. So, let's take a journey 20,000 leagues under the sea, have a whale of a tail, as we prepare for our special guest, Robert Guillaume Rafiki, stopping in very soon. Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music, all day long. Hot! SRSounds.com Got a whale of a tale to tell you lads A whale of a tale or two About the flapping fish and the girls I've loved On nights like this with the moon above A whale of a tale and it's all true I swear by my tattoo There was Mermaid Minnie Met her down in Madagascar She would kiss me any time that I would ask her, then one evening her flame of love blew out. Blow me down and pick me up, she swapped me for a trout. Got a whale of a tale to tell you last, a whale of a tale or two. About the flapping fish and the girls I've loved on nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale and it's all true, I swear by my tattoo. There was Typhoon Tessie. Met her on the coast of Java when we kissed. I bubbled up like molten lava. Then she gave me the scare of my young life. Blow me down and pick me up. She was the captain's wife. Got a whale of a tale to tell you, lads. A whale of a tale or two. About the flapping fish and the girls I've loved. On nights like this with the moon above. A whale of a tale and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo. Then there was Harpoon Hannah Had a look that spelled out danger My heart quivered When she whispered I'm there, stranger Bought her trinkets That sailors can't afford Sailors can't afford 
And when I spent my last red cent, she tossed me overboard. Got a whale of a tail to tell you lies. A whale of a tail or two. Out the flapping fish and the girls I've loved. Nights like this with a moon above. A whale of a tail and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo. Hi, everybody. This is Pat Carroll. I am so glad you're listening to Disney on Demand. And as Ursula would say, Life's full of tough choices. In it. <laughs> Don't forget, keep listening to Disney on Demand. Radio, all Disney music, all day long. SRSounds.com. On Demand with Jonathan Johnson. Ooh. Dibs. On Sorcerer Radio. Mm. Okay.
Okay, I'm convinced. SRSounds.com. I can see what's happening. What? And they don't have a clue. Who? They'll fall in love, and here's the bottom line. Our trio's down to two. Oh. The sweet caress of twilight. There's magic everywhere. And with all this romantic atmosphere, disasters in the air. To make her see the truth about my past, impossible. She'd turn away from me. He's holding back, he's hiding. But what I can't decide. Why won't he be the king I know he is, the king I see inside? srsounds.com all right disney fans i am back again and i hope you're having a blast this week as we have the one and only robert guillaume stopping in here on the show very shortly i know i'm psyched i mean i've been a fan of his for a long time now let's move into some disney movie news we've been talking about entertainment all kinds of fun but winnie the pooh the much anticipated return to hand-drawn animation for the pooh gang has officially gotten a release date. Yes, according to Box Office Mojo, it lists July 15, 2011 as the official release date for Disney's upcoming Winnie the Pooh feature. Now, this is directed by Stephen J. Anderson and Don Hall, and it is a traditionally animated sequel that's going to feature the voices of Craig Ferguson, Jim Cummings, Peter Cullen, and yes, it is a return for Winnie the Pooh, back the way Winnie the Pooh should be. Traditional hand-drawn animation. And in theaters... 
I think it's going to be awesome, and that's going to be coming July 15th, 2011. Now let's move on to those Sherman Boys and some Disney music. Yes, the duo that have created many of the Disney classics. Recently, the top box office smash, Iron Man 2 with Robert Downey Jr. was released, and in an exclusive chat with the D23 fan community site, none other than Richard Sherman shared his enthusiasm because he was asked to pen a Disney-esque melody for the current smash hit of Iron Man 2 produced by Marvel Studios, which is now a division of Disney. And of course, during this interview, he talked about how he came up with the ideas doing this very Disney-esque song for Iron Man 2, and uh, I caught it in the film. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but it definitely is a fun song in the film. And Richard Sherman also shares his enthusiasm, saying that Walt would be thrilled with the recent acquisition of getting Marvel Studios. Now, with all the movies hitting the screens, how about movies not hitting the screens? Yes, it's been reported that Pixar's Newt has officially been canceled. Now, Newt's been slated for quite some time. We've seen it posted everywhere about the story, the concept, what it's going to be about. Everybody has been looking forward to it. But the Pixar official blog reports that Pixar's upcoming film, Newt, has been canceled. Newt was first announced to the media at the Walt Disney Pixar Animation Studios presentation in April of 2008. Now, the film was being directed by Gary Rydstrom, sound designer and director of Pixar's 2006 Oscar-nominated short, Lift It, and it was scheduled for a 2011 release. And now, it is officially scrapped. You're not going to see Newt anywhere in the upcoming Pixar lineups. And with Pixar on the brain, the first look at Day and Night is available online. Yes, Pixar people are currently talking because there are brand new stills from the upcoming short Night and Day, which will be debuting alongside Toy Story 3, which is coming out in theaters June 18th. Now, it's combining both traditional 2D and 3D CGI animation, and it's written and directed by Teddy Newton and follows the antics of two characters named Day and night and the short is produced by kevin ryer now this is going to be in the same tradition that pixar's done always have a fantastic animated short before the film and that's going to happen with toy story 3 so be on the lookout for night and day debuting alongside toy story 3 june 18th now moving on to the dvd front sad to say there's not too much going on on the blu-ray news when it comes to disney this week uh there's a lot of blu-rays that are coming out that are fantastic might i add not disney but definitely pick up the complete series of greatest American hero. But anyways, on the DVD front, My Friends Tigger and Pooh, which officially bit the dust for quite some time, but continues to be a favorite with many on Playhouse Disney, will be glad to know that parents and kids who still love the show, there is an all-new DVD coming out August 17th, 2010. Bedtime with Pooh is going to hold three episodes, an interactive discovery mode, and a handy-mandy episode tool for sale. And this is exclusive on the Bedtime with Pooh, from the My Friends Tigger and Pooh series. So you can carry on with it a little bit longer. Like I said, the show has been scrapped for quite some time. There's no new airings, but kids continue to love it. And now you can pick up this extended DVD with three episodes and some bonus features. So Disney fans, there's a ton of Disney movie news, so keep your eyes peeled. Now as we get closer to having the one and only Robert Guillaume stopping in here on Disney On Demand, I'm going to give you the winner of the Family Fun Pack DVD and Blu-ray collection. Now, many have entered, and this week's winner is Jacqueline Nielsen. Congratulations. We'll contact you once the show is over this week. Now, you are the proud winner of a Family Fun Pack put together by Disney On Demand, where you're getting a collection of Blu-rays and DVDs, and you can make it a family night. 
Now this week we're giving away yet another special edition for all of you Disney fans. This week, since our special guest is Rafiki, Robert Guillaume from The Lion King, we are giving away the Lion King DVD box set. It comes complete with the DVD, a collector book, and all kinds of fun. And you can find out how to enter and win to get your Lion King box set by visiting DisneyBlue.net. Go to the Disney On Demand page and get all the rules and all the different ways that you can enter. And while you're there, take a moment, spin a selection from the Listen to the Disney Movie Player, and just hang out for a bit and enjoy it. So lots of Disney news this week, all kinds of fun, and I see that we have Robert Guillaume on the line waiting to talk with all of you Disney fans. So let's take a magical musical break, play some tunes, and when we come back, we're going to have the one and only Rafiki, Robert Guillaume, stopping in with me very shortly. Be right back, Disney fans. Disneyland is your land. Here age, we live fond memories of the past. And here you may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music. All day long. SRSounds.com Paris, the city of lovers, is glowing this evening. True, that's because it's on fire. But still there's L'Amour. Somewhere out there in the night Her heart is also alight And I know the guy she just might be burning for A guy like you She's never known kid A guy like you a girl does not meet every day You've got a look that's all your own, kid. Could there be two like you? No way. Those other guys that she could dangle all look the same from every boring point of view. You're a surprise from every angle. Muncha above, she's gotta love a guy like you. A guy like you. Gets extra credit because it's true, you've got a certain something more. You see that face, you don't forget it. Want something new? That's you, for sure. We all have games and some Adonis, but then we crave a meal for nourishing to chew. And since you're shaped. Like a croissant is No question of She's gotta love a guy like you Call me a hopeless romantic But bossy, I feel it She wants you so any moment She'll walk through that door Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. 
with your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. With this baby, we'll never be lost. On Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. following me? Who are you? The question is, who are you? I thought I knew. Now I'm not so sure. Well, I know who you are. Shh, come here. It's a secret. Enough already. What is that supposed to mean, anyway? It means you're a baboon. And I'm not. <laughs> I think you're a little confused. Wrong. I'm not the one who's confused. You don't even know who you are. Oh, and I suppose you know. Sure do. You're Mufasa's boy. Bye. Hey, wait! You know my father? Correction. I know your father. I hate to tell you this. But he died a long time ago. Nope. Wrong again. <laughs> He's alive. And I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki. He knows the way. Come on. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host. Jonathan Johnson. 
All right, all of you Disney fans out there, we have a very special guest here this week. One of those actors that you have seen throughout, I guess, television history, film history, you name it. Everything from Benson, Soap, a variety of television shows, been on CSI recently, but you best know him as Rafiki from The Lion King for all of you Disney fans. Welcome to Disney On Demand, none other than Robert Guillaume. How are you? Uh, it is our pleasure to have you on and take the time to speak with all of your Disney fans here at Disney On Demand. And uh, I guess before we go any further, you know, um, anyone that is brand new to who you are, you know, I'm well aware with Benson and Soap and all the fun uh, uh, things that have just brought you, uh, I guess, into my living room throughout my life. I guess uh, in a nutshell, uh, who is Robert for all the Disney fans out there? Oh, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of difficult for me to say since I live with him all day. <laughs> Every day, 24-7. I'm, uh, all the things you said I was, and more. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes to television history and, you know, acting, um, what made you just have the acting bug and want to get into, you know, I guess theater and television and movies, and uh, was it something that you've always wanted to do your entire life? I suppose so. When I was growing up, I, uh, had, they had found out I could sing. And so uh, the nuns used to ask me to sing, and uh, when I found out I could sing, and that uh, it was pleasing to someone, I became very temperamental and uh, exclusive about how I would use it. And uh, so there were several scenes where when they were asking me to sing, they were just begging me, you know. I was about eight, seven or eight or something like that. And finally I would consent. And, uh, but I became known as a, as a diva. <laughs> or a diva, if you will. And, uh, but once I found that I could sing, I sang all through uh, grade school. And then, when I got older, I kind of was looking around, well, what will I do with my life? And uh, I said, well, I used to sing, and could I go into that professionally? And I decided that, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's worth a try. So that's when I became conscious of trying to sing on stage as an adult, and it, it, uh, it worked out for me. Right, and, and in the end, it did work out. I mean, you have become, uh, uh, I guess, a household icon from a lot of different films and television and doing that jump, um, and it seems so natural when you do it. I, I mean, is it just something where you, you, you go on there and it just feels natural to be on set? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, but I, I was always frightened. I always had a sense of fright and fear that I would forget my lines or I would uh, screw up in some way that I couldn't uh, justify. But, uh, no, I was saying that I was always kind of filled with fear. They would find me out that I was a faker <laughs> and that I was uh, somehow not to the manner born. 
Well, you know, and it never comes across. I mean, uh, no matter what, you always seem natural on film, and that led into a lot of the uh, household shows that you've done, like, uh, you know, Benson and Soap, and how was it to work on those that have gone down in television history that uh, people hold near and dear and still watch them today in reruns? Well, I, uh, when I started uh, Benson, for instance, I uh, was very, I, again, I was very afraid that it was going to be a kind of throwback role, which I never wanted to be, I never wanted to be associated with a character like this. But when I uh, discovered in rehearsals and in uh, showings of the show that people liked the character and that I was being very well written for, I began to enjoy myself. Right, you know, and I think everybody else seemed to really enjoy the show, like you said, and really accepted it. Um, because it is such a memorable character that uh, had great lines and memorable lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Susan wrote for this character. Quite often one gets a role on a, on a, a television show and somehow the character gets neglected by the writers, perhaps through no fault of anyone. But uh, this character... Susan Harris, who was the creator of the character, liked this character, so she was very partial to it, and she wrote very, very uh, lovingly about the character. So it became a, a feature each week. Right, you know, and... Uh, uh you know, in terms of writing, you can tell that consistency when you go back and you watch the shows because, like you said, some of the writers, it uh, either drops off or they're, I, I wouldn't say their whole heart's not into it, but it definitely goes in a different direction. And with ben, with Benson's character, you know, it uh, it was always consistent and it was always very true to Benson. Now, uh, you know, from Benson as well, you know, you were on another show, uh, Soap, that everybody loved. Uh, how was it working on something that was uh, very different for television at the time? There again. It's one of those funny kinds of things. It was the first show, I believe, in which the lead character was black and all the other characters were white. And that had never, as far as I know, been the case on television. And uh, we all got along well. It was, uh, I have been very blessed in the sense that I've never had to work hard. <laughs> Well, you know, and a lot of that just comes from your talent because, you know, like I said, you're very natural on screen. You've been in, you know, so many films that the list goes on and on from Lean on Me and a lot of fantastic films that have gone down in cinema that uh, are really true to people's hearts. Now, um, a lot of our Disney fans out there, of course, know you as Rafiki. Now, in Disney, um, when you were part of that, I don't know, did Disney approach you? Did you audition for that? And how was it to be part of... Uh, this epic film that now is, uh, I guess, a masterpiece in the Disney Animation Collection. I, uh, I, uh, I was auditioned. They didn't know, again, they didn't know what to do with the character. But the creators and I, they, been, they would call me in for my session. And we had to search and find the character. 
wound up with this guy, Rafiki, <laughs> which uh, came out of a sense that I had that I could do credibly a Jamaican accent or something like that. And so I began to try it. And that character is what we came up with. Right, and it's one it's one of those enduring characters, too. I have to say that uh, you definitely have your own cult following with everybody that are uh, lovers of Rafiki. Yeah. It was, it was, it, but you know, that was one of the most creative shows that I ever did. Right, and, and Rafiki continued on through uh, Lion King 1 and a half, Lion King 2, Tapone and Pumbaa. I mean, I guess... How does it feel to continue to go back and uh, relive uh, uh, Rafiki uh, continuously? Um, you know, because now, I, I guess, uh, as Lion King would put it, uh, he is one with you. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm very honored. <laughs> I'm very honored that uh, something we did achieved that kind of uh, recognition. There are many actors who, yeah, I, well, I consider myself very lucky. And that's not a, a disingenuous statement. That is simply that I really do feel lucky. And as somebody once said, uh, I believe in luck because how else can you how else can you talk about the success of someone you detest? <laughs> I guess that's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to doing the character of Rafiki, like I said, you know, he is part of you, you know, you're part of him, you bring him to life. Um, was there any memorable moments while working on that first initial film, uh, Excitement in the Air, or anything behind the scenes that just really made it near and dear and special to you? Well, as I said before, when we finally came up with the character that they were going to use, it became, uh, in a general sense... It became a pleasure to go to work, but until we found it, I was thinking, well, any moment now, I'll be thrown out of here. <laughs> Fortunately, it all worked. Yeah, well, definitely, you know, and uh, uh, Rafiki kind of brings together the entire uh, full circle of Life of Lion King in terms of, you know, start to finish, kind of the... Uh, uh, I guess the mentor and the uh, the person that everybody looks up to, and that's going to segue me way into I guess the current generation of actors and television and movies. And I know a lot of different actors that you know they look up at your roles and what you've done, and uh, you know they study them as well as to what you do. I guess how does it feel to be put in that part of Hollywood where um, people are looking up to you and studying your roles as guidance for them as upcoming actors? Well, if as you say that's the case. Obviously, I'm very honored. I'm very honored, but I never, because I never thought that when I came into the business, that I certainly, I never thought I'd go beyond uh, St. Louis, Missouri, where I was raised. And uh, it fills me with uh, uh, an enormous amount of pride that I've had some influence, or not influence, but some that people regard me. My fellow actors regard me well. Right, I mean, it has to be a good feeling knowing that, you know, over your entire career spanning that, that people look back at that as, uh, you know, you're you're working and you're trying hard to hone in on your craft, and now people are looking at you as guidance for themselves. I mean, that, that has to feel really good inside. Yes, it does. 
Now, it's better. It's better than a poke in the eye. Now, uh, when it comes to you know, of course, you're constantly working. You're constantly acting. Um, is there anything that you're working on recently or currently that uh, you can let us in on as uh, you know where we can see you next? I did a, a, a film with Gavin McLeod. It's a religious film, and it's called uh, "The Secrets of Jonathan Sperry." S P E I R Y. And it, I think it's 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 out now. Um, yeah, there's another film that, that I did, which is rather current, and that's uh, Columbus Circle. Right, with uh, and you play Howard Miles in that film. I play a guy who has an antique shop. Very good. So, you know, you're continuing to act and continuing to hone on your craft, uh, you know, uh, continuously. And, uh, you know, I know all of our Disney fans are going to know that, uh, uh, you know, they can turn around, they can see you anywhere. And, uh, of course, uh, when it comes to Rafiki, you are the one and only Rafiki. And I'm sure that uh, anytime he pops up in the park, uh, uh, are you the person that we're hearing continuously being Rafiki? <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, it's good. It was really wonderful. Um, you know, it's been our pleasure. You know, thank you for taking the time to stop in here in Disney On Demand and, uh, you know, just discuss Rafiki, bringing him to life, your entire career, and, uh, you know, letting it, all of your Disney fans in into that, that, that glimpse into your entire career, which spans many, many years. And I urge everybody to definitely check out your website. And uh, it was our pleasure, Robert. Thank you very much. You take care. <laughs>
Lou presents Disney On Demand with your host, Jonathan Johnson, on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Every truly cultured music student knows You must learn your scales and your arpeggios In the music ringing from your chest and not your nose While you sing your scales and your arpeggios If you're faithful to your daily practicing you will find your progress is encouraging. So me, so me, do me, so me, follow so it goes. When you do your skills and your arpeggios, do me so good. Disney Studios released one of their classic films, The Lion King. This movie had everything. Great music, outstanding characters, an all-star cast, and beautiful animation. The Lion King is a classic in every way, but ten years later, Disney released a sequel that added even more to the story, The Lion King One and a Half. Disney brought back many of the original cast to voice this animated film. The Lion King was the story of the lion cub Simba, who was destined to be king of the lion pride. However, through deceit and the murder of Simba's father Mufasa by his uncle Scar, Simba found himself in exile. In the end, he returns with the help of his new friends, Timon the Meerkat and Pumbaa the Warthog. Now, Lion King One and a Half is the same story, but told from the perspective of the two friends, Timon and Pumbaa. Even though they're only in half of the Lion King movie, apparently, you find out by watching The Lion King One and a Half that they were actually there all the time, just in the background. This movie starts off with Timon living with the other meerkats as they dig a tunnel and watch out for hyenas all day long. Timon has always felt like he was an outsider in this group and never fit in. He finally sets out, with some help from Rafiki, to find his Hakuna Matata, a life with no worries that lay beyond what you see. Along the way, he meets up with another outsider, Pumbaa, who was forced to leave his herd because of some <clears throat> personal issues with, well, gas. They find their paradise in Hakuna Matata and enjoy life. It's there that they meet up with Simba officially, and they continue to have fun. 
However, Simba's past catches up with him, and he has to return to the Pride Land to reclaim his destiny as king of the pack. Timon is reluctant to leave to help Simba because he's finally found his paradise. But as true friends, Pumbaa and Timon help Simba overcome his uncle Scar. This is a great film with the theme of finding your place in life, but also about the importance of friends and family. Here are some fun facts about the movie. First, as we've mentioned earlier, many of the original voice actors came back together again to make this fun sequel. The original Lion King was based on the play Hamlet. The Lion King One and a Half is based on the play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead, which is a play based on the perspective of two minor characters witnessing the events in Hamlet. So you can see the parallels. You will actually see many Disney characters in the Lion King One and a Half movie, from Mickey Mouse to the genie from Aladdin. There are also about 20 hidden Mickeys, which are Mickey heads that can be found throughout the movie. Have you seen any of them? If not, take a look for them the next time you watch. Our two reviewers, aka my two children, have always enjoyed the Lion King one and a half movie, and they watch it frequently. It has great songs for the family to sing and classic lines to quote. For example, when we're looking at the meerkat exhibit at our local zoo, I can't help but say, Meerkat, it's what's for dinner. Or, Meerkat, feared by none and eaten by all. Both quotes from this movie. My kids give it two thumbs up. This is a great movie for the whole family to watch because mom and dad will really enjoy the humor in the film and some of the pop culture references like I see carnivores spoken in the same tones as I see dead people from the movie The Sixth Sense. This is a real gem of a Disney sequel. If you love The Lion King, then this is a must-have for your library because this is an excellent compliment to the original. You can't watch the original Lion King now without wanting to watch The Lion King One and a Half because the story really isn't complete until you hear it from Timon and Pumbaa's hilarious perspective. This was released straight to DVD in 2004. You can find it now on Amazon for about $19.99 new, but the movie is sold by third-party vendors and not directly from Disney or Amazon. You can also find it used starting at about $4 on sites like Half.com. This is one film that we're really hoping Disney will re-release soon, especially in Blu-ray format. Well, thanks for listening. This is Rachel Pilgrim from the Mouse Travel Tips Podcast, a mouse-sized podcast packed with Disney travel tips. All right, Disney fans, so I hope you had a blast this week. I got to thank the one and only Rafiki, Robert Guillaume, for stopping in with Disney on Demand this week. Fantastic actor. Definitely check out everything he's been in. Wonderful man to speak to. I had a pleasure, and I hope all of you Disney fans had a pleasure as well. And thank you, Robert, once again for stopping in. Now, all of you Disney fans, we had all kinds of fun this week, all kinds of news. So definitely I'm going to give you all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney on Demand. And first, you can always check out DisneyBlue.net, the official website of of Disney On Demand. There you can listen to a variety of Disney movies, TV specials, and more in our world-famous 
listen to a Disney movie player on there right there on the homepage. You can also find out how you can enter and win your Lion King box set DVD collection from Disney On Demand. And once again, that's at DisneyBlue.net, and that's B-L-U. Now, you can always talk with me directly on AOL Instant Messenger at RFR Podcast. You can find me on Skype at DisneyBlue, on Twitter at Twitter.com slash DisneyBlue, Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue as well. So definitely chat with me, talk with me. I love talking with all of you Disney fans throughout the week. Definitely is fun. It's enjoyable. And come on, you can't help but talk with Disney. And definitely stay tuned next week because we have a very special guest stopping in. And I'm not going to tell you who this one is yet. Just you're going to have to sign up for our Twitter page because we are going to announce it there later on in the week. So definitely stay tuned for that one. And all of you Disney fans, I do want to thank once again srsounds.com where it's all Disney music all day long. SR Sounds is a proud sponsor and official station of Disney On Demand. So definitely check them out. Visit their boards, their entire lineup for the week at srsounds.com. So Disney fans, it's been a blast. It's been fun. Definitely stay tuned for next week. So you know what? Why don't we close it out with some Disney tunes, and I will chat with you next week. So have a great week in high definition. Disney On Demand.
SRSounds.com Zephyr Dream You'd be part of the team That would make you somebody So full of esteem Together we'll tank up Big plans and big schemes To make you a big fish The creme de la creme In the lobster monster's mob You'll have to Buy the gob You can steal, you can rob So you don't need no job in the lobster mobsters mob So what if you ends up inside of the slammer Just don't have to listen to nobody yammer You wear sturdy socks and we go pajamas And the best part of all is you use his bad grammars Use his bad grammars in the lobster mobsters mob Caviar, just a glass can act like a snob and yet live like a slob in the lobster lobster's mob in the lobster
Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand with your host, Jonathan Johnson. 